Welcome back to Turf Show Times, the podcast. I'm Kenneth Arthur, and today I'm going to talk about the Rams, the top 20 most important players on the roster going into the 2022 season. And what is most important? You know, it's a it's a combination of factors, including the talent level of the player, the depth of the position, the uh, value of the position, the talent on other teams in the division in the conference in the NFL just all these factors coalescing together to make a list of players who if the Rams didn't have this guy or that guy or the other guy how detrimental would that be a year ago the Rams won the Super Bowl and we don't really talk about it that much but their most important players stayed relatively healthy throughout the entire year Matthew Stafford Cooper Cup Aaron Donald Jalen Ramsey, you know, brought up on Friday in this week a lot of talk about how he didn't play with any shoulders, just like uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Had, had didn't play with any ACLs, apparently. But they all were playing in, in every game, as well as Cooper Cup and Leonard Floyd. And, uh, you know, these guys were out there quite a lot, and uh, if not every single week. And other than Cam Akers and all the safeties going into the playoffs – a relatively healthy season for the Rams and we didn't really get to see the Rams without their key players last year how important will these players be to the roster next year how important are the guys that make up the list say in the back half of the top 20 let alone the guys who aren't even in the top 20 but for my top 20 I'm looking at players here and I'm thinking to myself about how irrelevant you know uh it is to get, you know, sort of up in arms necessarily about where's this guy? What about this guy? You know, we're talking about guys who when you even when you get towards the top 13 and today I'm going to go over names 14 through 20. But even when you get to number 13, you're thinking, yeah, but, you know, the Rams just played a whole season without that guy. You know, the Rams uh, could you know, they don't really need Troy Hill and John Wolford, some people would say, especially, you know, the back of quarterback may not come into the season at all. So, you know, how important could that person be? And remembering also, well, yeah, but the guys who aren't in the top 20, how important could they be? An offense is 11 players. A defense is 11 players, even adding in a few guys for the rotations. You know, we're talking about maybe 25, 26, 27 at most 30 offensive and defensive players who will see the field in a given game. So a top 20, you know, once you get to that 20th, you're almost at the end of all the starters once you get to number 20. So to have John Wolford in the list at number 20 or to not have, uh, say, Logan Bruss, you know, well, that's not that surprising. We're talking about guys who are now just really competing to start for the Rams. We don't know necessarily every single starter on the team going into week one against the Buffalo Bills Thursday night football. It's coming up quickly. So you also look at it and you say, well, what are the who's the 18th ranked guy on the Cardinals? Who's the 18th ranked guy on the 49ers? Who's the 25th ranked player on the Bills? Who's the... 17th or the 13th ranked player on the Raiders or the Chiefs it's really not that wide of a gap it's really not that big of a margin and it's really not that 
you know, you're you're not arguing over rather than saying like, well, would you rather have Aaron Donald or Aaron Rodgers? You know, it's like it's not even arguing that it's saying, OK, well, if the Rams 18th most important player is Troy Hill, is that a sign of something that's gone wrong? Not really. That's just where a lot of teams are at with their 18th ranked player. And, you know, it's possible that obviously the Troy Hill won't even play a big role this year. Maybe Robert Rochelle and Dakobe Durant or whatever will step up and play a bigger role. And it's, it's interesting to compare the middle of those rosters in the NFL. We don't do it very often. So today I'm going to talk about the players who I've ranked 14th to 20th as well as talk about the poll that I've put out there in each article here in our top 20 and discuss where fans disagree with me because it's important for me to gauge the fan reaction, what fans say about the top 20 Rams and how much that fan reaction is different than my own. So I want to look at that. So we're going to talk about numbers 14 through 20. It's basically, you know, the bottom third of the top 20 and then do two more episodes here talking about the other two thirds of the top 20 leading into that top five and it'll be interesting to see how much more fierce or less fierce the debate will be over one two three as opposed to 18 19 and 20 so once again i'm kenneth arthur you can follow turf show times on twitter at turf show times and there will be Rams content there. Of course, go to TurfShowTimes.com to see the full top 20 and the rest of the top 20 coming up here as we lead into training cap towards the end of July. Some of the names that didn't make the top 20 this year were Chris Garrett, Terrell Lewis, Justin Hollins in terms of that outside linebacker position, a competition to see who gets the most snaps opposite of Leonard Floyd. And you're talking about it. What if Leonard Floyd were to be injured? We don't talk about that very often. How detrimental would that be to the Rams to then have to start maybe Terrell Lewis and Justin Hollins or Chris Garrett and Justin Hollins? You know, any one of those combinations now the Rams are heavily reliant on unproven players after losing Von Miller in free agency, you know, quite uh, could be a concern there with depth at the linebacker position at cornerback. I didn't put David Long in there, but he could be a starter this year. Safety, Taylor Rapp, Nick Scott, Terrell Burgess. Haven't seen anything really from Terrell Burgess through two seasons. Taylor Rapp we've seen a lot of, and I get a lot of feedback from Rams fans saying they didn't want that. They didn't need that, and they would not want T Taylor Rapp to be starting this season. But by all accounts, it seems like that could happen again. Running back Daryl Henderson just doesn't see the field enough, and it seems like when he's healthy, Sean McVay pulls back Daryl Henderson's playing time more and more, waiting for someone else to step in and take over that starting role. Last year it was Sony Michelle, and this year his contract year will Daryl Henderson be able to you know not just stay in the rotation you know because Cam Akers obviously will be the first running back out there on the field if he gets injured you know Daryl Henderson steps up but if Akers is healthy if Kyron Williams you know is healthy and playing well if Xavier Jones and, and Raymond Calais or Jake Funk are out there is it possible that Daryl Henderson doesn't even make the roster you know could the Rams 
look to trade him just as the Patriots traded Sonny Michelle last year to a team that may have a starting role for Daryl Henderson and would be willing to give up, you know, a fourth or a fifth round pick or something like that. You won't see Tutu Atwell or Jacob Harris, you know, Ben Scourneck, those wide receivers, tight ends. We won't see Bryson Hopkins. We won't see Kendall Blanton, you know, need to prove themselves. They need to go out there, do something more. And those opportunities should be there too, because I think the Rams, the depth at wide receiver is a concern. I think even though when you have Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson, it's a quick drop off to that next level of wide receiver on the Rams. And without having those threats for Matthew Stafford to throw to, I mean, we saw it in the playoffs with Cooper Cup. We saw it with Odell Beckham Jr. And how important it was for Matthew Stafford to have those high-level weapons as receivers. And without, uh, if Cooper Cup were to miss a stretch of games, how detrimental would that be to the Rams? If Allen Robinson were to, to miss games, which seems almost guaranteed, you know, what are the Rams going to do those weeks? Is Odell Beckham Jr. going to come back? How important, you know, how healthy is Odell Beckham Jr. ever going to be? Those are really important questions. When I was starting my list, I miscounted and accidentally left a player's name off of the list. So that meant that I actually initially had Robert Rochelle as my number 20 player. And then I had to bump him out as the first guy that was out. So talking about the guys who were the first guys out, Robert Rochelle obviously was my number one player on that list. When I put the poll out for that particular article, Nick Scott won the poll. He got 21% of the vote. It doesn't sound like a lot, but there were a ton of names on there. So Nick Scott came in first in that poll, followed by Robert Rochelle, followed by Matt Gay. And then there was a, a good amount of love for Matt Gay, you know, wanting a lot of people wanting him to be in the top 20. So my personal feeling on Matt Gay and the kicker position is that it's just to say that it's so important is to kind of ignore how the Rams got Matt Gay to begin with. You know, to say that an important player is a guy who was cut by his team after one year in the league, you know, a fifth-round pick by the Bucks, was cut after one year, then didn't go to another team. And the, the half of the season had transpired prior to the Rams finally giving Matt Gay a contract after they had held a uh, competition between Liram Hirulaju, Hirulaju, uh, Austin McGinnis, and Sam Sloman, and came away with Sam Sloman, then uh, you know had went to Kai Forbath, and then went to Matt Gay. So to make this big deal about Matt Gay simply because of one season, when we know that the kicker position is so volatile, when we know that the kicker position, you know Matt Gay is such an example of the volatility of the kicker position cut after one year when the team had made a huge investment in the kicker position for relatively speaking you know a fifth round pick is is a major investment the bucks were like no this isn't it and then no team was really coming calling to matt gay until the rams were desperate and it was a, a lucky find i'm just saying under the terms of most important if matt gay setting aside that matt gay could get cut just because he's a kicker and just because he doesn't have like some binding contract, you know, the Rams would go out there and find another kicker. And we're talking about 
maybe one or two situations over the course of an entire year where that kicker position, that difference could be notable. And we make a big deal out of it because kick teams can win and lose games on a kick, you know? So it's like, if you don't have Matt Gay and then let's say the next week you're running out Greg Zerline and Greg Zerline misses a would be game winning 45 yard kick, you're going to say, well, look how important Matt Gay was. Number one, we don't know if Matt Gay would have made that kick. He's missed shorter kicks. He's missed clutch kicks. He's he's capable of missing a kick as well. But number two, and um, this is even the most important point of all, it's up to the team to not come down to a field goal try to win or lose a game. It's up to the offense. It's up to the defense. It's up to Sean McVay. The kicker is just a byproduct of everything else that happens in the game. And yes, you know, a lot of games will come down to the wire. We saw that in the playoffs over and over and over again. And Matt Gay was solid. And when he needed to be, usually wasn't fantastic down the stretch. And I think we kind of forget that the team is responsible for winning a game. Kickers are just there. And while they can be a weak link, that should never be your going into a week going, we just need our kicker to make all his kicks. We just need our kicker to make all his kicks. We just need our kicker to make all his kicks. That's not, ironically, it's not football. Football is we don't want our kicker to factor into this game at fucking all. So for anyone, for to, for me to put Matt Gay in the top 20 is to somehow admit that the rest of the roster is weak, that you don't have any faith in Robert Rochelle, that you don't have any faith in David Long, that you don't have any faith in Terrell Burgess, Taylor Rapp, Bryson Hopkins, uh, Tutu Atwell, Logan Bruss, Daryl Henderson, you know, all this list of names that you would rather they are in the top 20 than your kicker. Because if you've got a stronger pass rusher like Terrell Lewis, if you've got a stronger cornerback like Robert Rochelle, if you've got a stronger wide receiving option like Tutu Atwell, if any of those things break out, it is way, 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 way more valuable than your kicker. And the only kicker in the NFL that I've ever had year-to-year faith in, or at least in the last five years, is Justin Tucker. So unless you're Justin Tucker and you're thinking, hey, Justin Tucker is, we might get to the within 60 yards and we can win this game. Justin Tucker is, I have the utmost faith that he'll nail a 58-yard game winner and that he makes our jobs that much easier on offense to know, hey, look, we just got to get here. Matt Gay is not that guy. So maybe he will be, and I understand I understand the voting for Matt Gay, but I do disagree just because, as I said, he, he was – how can it be that – there's no other position usually. You know, it's funny because now we're talking about Odell Beckham Jr. was a guy that was able to be picked up midseason, but there were other factors into that. The Browns had to – do an unusual thing and cut him. Then there had to be a waiver wire passing through where no team wanted to pay what was remaining on his contract. And then, you know, Odo Beckham Jr. chose the Rams over a host of other teams that wanted him. Matt Gay was just out there. 
anybody could have had him for the whole year. And it's just not that. How can it be that important when the player that you're talking about, when when you know year after year after year, kickers are at in midseason that are like the best kickers in the league. So that's why I think that I hope that that is a, a convincing argument for why I think Matt Gay shouldn't even you wouldn't even want Matt Gay to be in the top 20 of the Rams. You would want the Rams to have such a stacked offense and defense that a special teamer stood no chance at the top 20. And whether that's, you know, so if that's true about Matt Gay, then the, the Rams don't have as strong as a roster as, you know, you would think a defending Super Bowl champion should have. Um, so that's where I'm just I understand that. Matt Gay is a player who came in and through the clutch and like was like, oh, good. I'm not sweating the kicker after a couple years of Greg Zerline, and, you know, d- declining and Sam Sloman and Kai Forbath and, and just kind of like being nervous because you, you, I understand that right now you think you'd be nervous without Matt Gay or if Matt Gay wasn't on the Rams. But give it one missed field goal and you're going to ask for him to be cut. Tell me another player or another position where one or two mistakes is enough for you to start saying, we need to get that guy off of the field. It just doesn't happen. So I think that the kicker thing is a little short-sighted, and and I think that when you really look at the full picture, it couldn't possibly be your uh, desired answer. As for Nick Scott, didn't make the top 20, you know, came close. He's another guy who I think just has more value on special teams than on defense. And I think Nick Scott, you know, we're talking about going into year four, former seventh round pick. He's already gone well above expectations for a seventh round pick. I mean, seventh round picks and undrafted free agents are the same guy. They're the same people. They've got the same value. And the Nick Scott, you know, it's just unlikely that any seventh round pick would be starting and contributing and playing at a good level in the playoffs for a defense like that. You know, the Rams defense so good. And uh, yeah, maybe Nick Scott is one of the top 20 most important Rams. Um, I don't have nearly as much of an issue with that as like, say, a kicker, but didn't quite make it here because I mean, just just he's okay and he doesn't hasn't proven a ton on defense he hasn't played a full season as the starting safety so there's a a little bit more road to go for Nick Scott as a safety and then will the Rams even re-sign him they didn't re-sign John Johnson they didn't re-sign LaMarcus Joyner they didn't re-sign you know they doesn't seem to be that having an emphasis on safety and then when you add Eric Weddle and he's the best safety in the playoffs for you it's kind of like another mark against the position. It really just kind of makes it feel like, well, what's the big deal here? And so I had to downgrade the safety position hugely, which is why Jordan Fuller didn't rank super high on the top 20, even though he's a nice young player. He's a starter. He's, you know, I was going to say he's durable. I mean, he is probably fairly durable. It just happens to be that he missed the end of the year in the playoffs. But overall, just we're talking about safeties you have to have that really ridiculous high impact safety type of play like a Minka Fitzpatrick, um, like a Ed Reed, if we're going into guys that like were really, really, really dominant. But that's not where the Rams are at with their safeties. And Nick Scott, maybe he will take that leap forward this season, uh, but still has to win a job. He doesn't even have a job at this point. I had Robert Rochelle, and I just feel Robert Rochelle, it's a combination of factors. He plays an important position, and he's probably the clubhouse favorite, I think, 
to be starting there next to Jalen Ramsey. Had an injury last year dealing with that. Hasn't faced a high level of competition coming out of Central Arkansas in 2021. But when he got in, he looked decent, made a couple plays, and he plays that really important position. So I had Robert Rochelle up there where you say, if you don't have Robert Rochelle, now you're really relying on Jacoby Durant and, and Russ Yeast or you know some of these really young, unproven, untested guys or going out there on the free agent market or a trade or trying to acquire a veteran because the Rams do have a concern of depth at cornerback, not a lot of proven talent outside of Jalen Ramsey and Robert Rochelle. I had put right there at 20, and now he's 21. So I think Robert Rochelle, nice young player, playing an important position, potentially a starter, young, can get better, can improve, can, can rise up these boards. So that's why Robert Rochelle came in there for me. Of course, then I had to change everything, and so he became number 21. And my number 20 is backup quarterback John Wolford. You know, all those points I made about Matt Gay could potentially, obviously, I think, apply to John Wolford in the backup quarterback position. Number one, we don't know if John Wolford will be the backup quarterback in week one. Is it possible that Bryce Perkins will beat him out? I don't think that that's going to happen. Don't think that Bryce Perkins looks like an NFL quarterback based on the very little that we saw him in in the preseason. Not a lot of, you know, exceptional arm talent. Not really like that sort of like when you watch quarterback play in the NFL, I and I don't I don't I really get this, you know, the, all the hype that came out of say like a few preseason games where and I mean Bryce Perkins nothing against him. It's like there's only like a dozen guys in the world that can do this at a high level. The rest of the NFL quarterbacks to me are all replaceable starting, you know, I mean, it's such a difficult job to do against NFL defenses week after week after week. You have to have su it's such a rarity, really. It's like a prodigy. It's like, you're just not going to see it that often. It doesn't even happen every, every year. You don't get a great quarterback coming into the league every year. Go back and look at a lot of the drafts. I mean, look at how quickly the 2018 draft kind of has fell apart with, you know, first Josh Rosen, then Sam Darnold, and now maybe Baker Mayfield. And yes, Lamar Jackson is an MVP, and Josh Allen will probably win multiple MVPs. So that's an example of a couple of year, a couple that year. But a lot of the years, it's just kind of like blah and boring. And 2022's draft probably will be no exception. Doesn't look like there were any real stars coming to the league this year. If you put Bryce Perkins in the 2022 draft, maybe he comes out ahead as, you know, a draftable player. Didn't go drafted when he entered the league. And I think not really what I saw in the preseason was anything more than going up against other guys who were not really NFL quality players and then making plays, moving the chains. But is he going to be able to pass the ball 30 yards, 40 yards downfield? accurately complete passes you know make go through his progressions diagnose the defense you know thread the needle just make plays happen at such a high level against such a difficult chaotic environment week after week and that's just such a rare thing to do I didn't see anything in the preseason that would suggest that he's on that path especially because guys usually just are on that path before they get in the NFL and that's where you get you know, as much as we talk about, you know, 
first round quarterbacks do bust at an exceptionally high rate compared to every other position, but that's because there's only one starter per team. And like I said, half of the league is replaceable, the starting quarterbacks. And so it's very clear when the guy comes in the league, this guy might be able to do it. And so the majority of high level quality first, you know, starting quarterbacks in the NFL were actually first round picks. Matthew Stafford, number one, is a perfect example. Even a guy like Jared Goff, who's not good compared to most of his, you know, compared to a lot of the starters, you know, I, I, I would have always had him around the 26th range, you know, about 26th in the league, something like that. Even he, you know, it's just like, look at how far ahead he is as a quarterback compared to Wolford and Perkins. You know, it's like that's how much of a gap there is between a lot, pretty much all the backups and the top 15 or 12 starters in the NFL. It's just a, it's just such a huge gap. You'll never catch up to it. However, John Wolford has such a, a lot of advantages over Bryce Perkins and any other quarterback in the NFL in that this is now his fourth season with Sean McVay. This is his second year going into as a backup to Matthew Stafford, you know, his third year as a backup in the NFL, he came in, he's got starting experience, at least, you know, one game against the Cardinals that, you know, he, played okay the whole offense had to change to fit what he can actually do as as a quarterback which is much different than what Jared Goff could do at the time and and will be much different than what Matthew Stafford could do but if John Wolford goes out where I mean if, if Matthew Stafford goes out then John Wolford is the guy and so that's why he's my number 20 most important player on the roster because Quarterback is the most important position in football. It's, it's really not even close. To me, I now see football mostly as this. The quarterbacks are the players playing football. Everybody else is the environment. It's really just the quarterback who we should be focusing on because it's the quarterback who has to make all the decisions and make all of the – I know that coaches make decisions, but it's like once you snap that ball – now we're talking about it's the quarterback. That's why when you watch the playoffs and you see Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes, yes, somebody else could be calling plays, but once they snap that ball, you see that it's Josh Allen who goes, well, the call that you made, that first guy, not going to be him. It's not going to be the second guy. Now I'm scrambling. Now I'm running. I got my eyes downfield. I'm checking. I'm turning my hips. I'm throwing that ball. I'm throwing a laser. It's there. First down, touchdown, whatever it is. Like, it's quarterback, it's quarterback, it's quarterback. You know, even a team like the Titans with Derrick Henry, you know, it's going to be the running back, and we know Derrick Henry is the star of that offense, but, it, you know, the Titans aren't going anywhere because Ryan Tannehill is not that guy. So that's really where the whole thing comes down to me is it's almost like the quarterbacks are golfers or tennis players. And everything else is the environment. Everything else is, you know, the defense is everything that's trying to stop the golfer from getting into the hole. It's the wind. It's the conditions. It's the water traps. It's the sand traps. It's the it's it's everything. It's the pressure. It's the audience. It's the, you know, the guy breathing down your neck and everybody else on the offense other than the quarterback you know, are your clubs, are your, you know, your caddy. They're all trying to help you beat the environment. So to me, it's all about the quarterback. And Matthew Stafford, when the Rams acquired him last year, that's why I said that's the best move of the year. No other NFL team is going to beat it because you just went from a golfer ranked 30th 
to a golfer ranked eighth or something. And now you're giving that golfer, you're going from, he's playing in on the moon, which is the Detroit Lions, versus, okay, now you're playing uh, just the easiest level of, you know, golden tee. And you can just, don't worry, you've got it, you got you covered because we got Cooper Cup over here, we got Sean McVay over there, you've got Aaron Donald helping you stop the other golfers and Jalen Ramsey and Leonard Floyd and and really like that's where I thought okay here we go Matthew Stafford's finally going to be a golfer who's giving a getting a chance to win a, a major tournament and that's what we saw happen so if anything happens to Matthew Stafford John Wolford has to be that golfer and even if he's the 60th ranked golfer he's the Rams 60th ranked golfer so he's the guy that they're going to have to help support week after week if that's what if anything happens to Stafford. So that's why he's my number 20 most important player. If Bryce Perkins beats out John Wolford, then he'll take his place, I guess, as the number 20 most important player. But it could also be that the Rams go out there and decide, hey, we're not comfortable with either of those guys. Uh, we're going to add, I don't know, Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> you know, I don't know. But it's it's sort of just based on that positional value and the fact that John Wolford is most likely going to be the backup quarterback in the poll for John Wolford. Um, the person who came ahead was, in fact, Matt Gay. And I went over why I think that is not what I would do. Um, but Matt Gay came well out ahead, winning 68 percent of the vote. So if it was up to the voters, um, we might see. Matt Gay make the top 20 over John Wolford and Robert Rochelle. Um, and so that's the way that it played out for number 20. Number 19 was going to be or is Troy Hill. You know, Troy Hill brought back in a trade with the Cleveland Browns after one year. And the reason why the Rams made that trade couldn't be that much more obvious Darius Williams left for the Carolina or no the Jacksonville Jaguars so Darius Williams is out the Rams only had Jalen Ramsey as I said Robert Rochelle David Long a bunch of rookies and so it had to be somebody someone and Troy Hill has been with Sean McVay for so many years he knows the Rams he's comfortable just stepping in right away he played over a thousand snaps in 2020, you know, more than Darius Williams. He was on the field more often than Darius Williams. He can play outside. He can play inside. He's not an exceptional player, but for the Rams, he really has to be. He has to be solid, and he's their best bet to get those thousand or 1100 snaps next to Jalen Ramsey on the defense this year. He very cheap, like one and a half million dollars for the Rams and so it just made a ton of sense to bring back Troy Hill when that opportunity became available and so that's why he checks in at number 19 I put out another poll for Troy Hill and again Matt Gay came out ahead but very slightly 38 percent to 33 percent and we see Robert Rochelle Nick Scott and John Wolford kind of just fall out by the wayside so fans might say that Matt Gay is 19 and Troy Hill is 20 and that's something that maybe we could take from that. Number 18, center, Brian Allen. A very shocking result, I think, because a year ago, 
the biggest complaint from Rams fans in, in, by far was that Sean McVay had named Brian Allen as the starting center, that the Rams didn't draft Creed Humphrey in the draft, and that they were actually going to go back to Brian Allen, a player who had nine starts in 2019, and, and they were not very promising. And here he is in year four. He's a Pro Bowl alternate, which who cares? I mean, these things are based off of things that nobody knows about. And, you know, you've got players who don't know anything about Brian Allen voting for starting center in the NFC. Well, you got Matthew Stafford's been playing pretty steady and the offense is really good. And Brian Allen is a guy that's there. So I don't know. That's kind of one of the ways that Brian Allen becomes a Pro Bowl alternate. Signs a new contract with the Rams. Essentially only really locks him in for this upcoming year. The Rams would save a couple million dollars if they released him next year. Not a lot of savings, and there would be over $4 million in dead money. But for the most part, it looks like Sean McVay and Les Snead are content with Brian Allen as a starting center for at least two more seasons. And as the starting center, you know, that, that puts him in a you know an important role there, snapping the ball to Matthew Stafford uh, every play. Uh, didn't have too many issues doing that last season, and the Rams were able to win a Super Bowl. So uh, I don't think that he is a high-level player. I don't think that he is a high-priority player, and I don't think that the Rams uh, necessarily see him as the starting center for the next 10 years. Um, and I also think, like, when we're talking about most important, again, positional value, what the Rams do, they didn't draft Creed Humphrey. They didn't draft anyone else. They didn't go out there and sign a center in free agency. They didn't even retain Austin Blythe. They said, fuck it. Brian Allen, you're the guy. It doesn't matter what you did in 2019 uh, or 2000. Uh, and then when you didn't really play in 2020, we were fine with what you were doing in practice. Good enough for us. And there you go. And they stuck with the plan the whole time. And Brian Allen hasn't let go of the job. So that's fine. If Brian Allen were to get injured and the Rams had to go to their backup center, Coleman Shelton, which happened for a game, I think, one game last year, it was good. So not really that big of a deal, I think, if, if Brian Allen goes out, uh, other than to say that now the, the depth is thin, as opposed to right now I think the Rams would be uh, – fine they'd be able to replace brian allen should he go out but we're talking about the 18th ranked most important player on the roster it's not very high if we're just talking about starters i put again another poll who should rank the highest and brian allen wins this and matt gay for the first time doesn't win the vote 40 percent for brian allen 24 percent for matt gay 20 percent for troy hill so it looks like maybe fans would uh have number 20 b Troy Hill, number 19 being Matt Gay, and for now, number 18 being Brian Allen. My number 17, inside linebacker Ernest Jones, a rookie last season, by far the Rams' best rookie last season. Even though, you know, he didn't start until the second half, really, of the year, uh, out for, you know, the playoffs and much of the playoffs, and he had some really good games, some really important games. I mean, he played some of the best games of his uh, well, I was going to say of his career. It's not a very long career, but he played some really strong games for the Rams of any inside linebacker uh, last season. He was, he was the best on the Rams, and now he gets to not only start in week one, but start in week one 
next to Bobby Wagner, a Hall of Fame linebacker first ballot when his eligibility comes up. And so Ernest Jones will have an opportunity to soak up knowledge from one of the best to ever do it. And so we're seeing that right now from Ernest Jones. And so that's why he checks in at number 17 on my list. Inside linebacker, 3-4. I mean, less responsibilities, not necessarily the most high-impact position unless you're a guy like Micah Parsons. It's very rare to see an inside linebacker just be that very valuable, explosive playmaking, interceptions, sacks, forced fumbles, tackles for a loss. You know, you got to do more than just tackle a bunch of guys. You know, some of the worst linebackers in the NFL lead the league in tackles. So Ernest Jones is, seems more than that. A third round pick, he seems to be outplaying his draft position already. But not the most important position, not the not necessarily the biggest concern to me at this moment. If, if Ernest Jones has to miss a few games, I think the Rams would be able to survive that. And so that's where he is at right now. But I do see Ernest Jones as having a high ceiling, the type of guy who's not going to ever be as good as Bobby Wagner, but is going to potentially be a Pro Bowl inside linebacker. And we'll see. Maybe this season he has one of these wild seasons, you know, but... As of now, we're just really scratching the surface. We'll see. We'll learn a lot in year two. And in this poll, Ernest Jones wins 49% to 35% for Brian Allen. So we did get to see, again, And if this was just based off of this poll, then we would go number 20, Matt Gay, or number 20, Troy Hill, number 19, Matt Gay, number 18, Brian Allen, and number 17, Ernest Jones. But then Brian Allen will have a comeback somehow. Um, number 16, wide receiver Van Jefferson. Now going into his third season, you know, talking about Ernest Jones and how much he'll improve in year two. What about uh, Van Jefferson? You know, in his year two, after not doing much as a rookie, in his year two, he goes over 800 yards. But in a lot of my write-up here for Van Jefferson, I talked about how we can't really go th off of yards and, you know, and especially like 800 receiving yards in the modern NFL, 17 game season, a ton of passing. I mean, Josh Reynolds, I mean, wasn't a guy that was that important to the Rams as it turned out, you know, he, the Rams lost him last year and then they won the Super Bowl, and uh, they weren't uh, keen on bringing back Josh Reynolds. And you got to ask is, is Van Jefferson better than Josh Reynolds? Is he worse than Josh Reynolds? Van Jefferson makes a play sometimes, could make potentially the biggest play of the game, maybe once in a while. But he's not a guy that has given Sean McVay any confidence at all that he's developing into the next Robert Woods. He's not looking like a number two. He's certainly not looking like a number one. And then you're looking at number three. It's, well, one year after you draft Van Jefferson, you draft Tutu Atwell. You didn't draft Tutu Atwell in the second round to have him return punts. You drafted Tutu Atwell in the second round because you felt like this could be a Brandon Cooks type. You felt like this is a guy who, when he gets the ball in his hands, can make plays, that he's going to be fast, elusive, shifty, and just move the chains. And, and that's what Tutu Atwell was. And you only do that because you just felt like after one year of Van Jefferson – 
he wasn't necessarily developing into that guy. And then he just gets his opportunities with Matthew Stafford as as his quarterback, Cooper Cup, and Robert Woods, and then eventually Odell Beckham Jr. drawing attention from the defense to open up Van Jefferson to make plays. And Van Jefferson, not a young guy, relatively speaking, one of the oldest players in the draft in 2020. He was 24 years old as a rookie going into the year. And, you know, we're talking about by the time he hits next year, he'll be 27 already, and he hasn't had much to speak for as of yet. But what are the Rams going to do? when he make, Why is he number 16 on this list? Because Tutu Atwell hasn't proven anything and has injury concerns and has size concerns. And, you know, we just don't really know if Tutu Atwell is ever going to become a starting receiver, even a number three receiver in the NFL. As, as of right now, he's at best wide receiver four on the Rams. And so there's not a lot of depth. You've got Ben Scourneck. Don't think he's going to necessarily become a starting receiver. Jacob Harris is just learning football right now. And there's just not much else to go off of, which is why Odo Beckham Jr. continuously gets brought up by Rams fans and, and people who want to bring him back to L.A., which is fine. Um, and, and it's just not a very strong endorsement for Van Jefferson or Tutu Atwell, or Ben Skowernick, but for the Rams, what else are they going to do? So Van Jefferson right now is lining up as wide receiver three, and what's he going to bring this time around? Because he's got to be able to be a guy who not just uh, deserves more attention from Stafford, but also does more with it, because anytime he got considerable playing time and considerable targets in 2021, he did worse, or his, his production was worse. It was less, you know, so... He's got to be a guy who who dominates on his own, who who makes plays on his own, who gets open on his own, and then makes a play. And we haven't seen that from Van Jefferson on a consistent enough basis. In this poll, Brian Allen got 58% of the vote, Ernest Jones got 34% of the vote, and Van Jefferson got 6% of the vote. So they want, the fans want, Van Jefferson to be way down the list, and Brian Allen, who lost the poll to Ernest Jones, is now destroying Ernest Jones in the poll so figure that out maybe now it would be Troy Hill number 20 Matt Gay number 19 Van Jefferson number 18 Ernest Jones number 17 and Brian Allen number 16 maybe um, but let's move on to number 15 Jordan Fuller I mentioned him earlier safety Jordan Fuller is checking in for me at number 15 I talked about positional value um it's just like where it is. It's just what it is right now for a free safety who doesn't necessarily, you know, shut down a, a quarter or a half of the field, who doesn't make dramatic game-changing plays like Ed Reed, who doesn't, you know, but he's solid. Uh, he picked off Tom Brady twice. Good for him. Uh, didn't really, hasn't like made a ton of interceptions other than those. Uh, only two other career interceptions. One of those was off of Tyler Huntley, the Ravens' backup. Um, and so that's where Jordan Fuller is, you know, just kind of going into year three, and we'll see if he takes a, another leap forward. Made a ton of tackles last year. I said my piece on tackles already. Well, he's fine. He's good, you know. I don't think that he's as good as John Johnson, um, and that's pretty much where I'll leave it. He's not as good as a guy that the Rams didn't re-sign. So how important do the Rams view him to the roster? You know, I think he's a good player who is a good team leader and, and everybody likes him, and, and that'll be important. 
moving forward, but that's where he kind of like just levels out there and, and tops out at, at number 15. And for fans, they would even, again, move him down a spot for Brian Allen because in the poll, Brian Allen, 37%, Ernest Jones, 31%, Jordan Fuller, 27%, and then Van Jefferson, 6%. So maybe, maybe Brian Allen would be number 15 and Ernest Jones would be number 16 and Jordan Fuller would be number 17 followed by see if I can keep doing this correctly because it's all going off the top of my head uh number 18 man no uh number 20 Troy Hill number 19 Matt Gay and number 18 John no John John well he didn't make it sorry John uh Brian Allen Ernest Jones Van Jefferson oh yeah Van Jefferson maybe uh, and finally for today, David Edwards checking in at number 14, starting left guard. In my write-up, I talked about, you know, David Edwards. He's a really great, affordable left guard, starter, fifth-round pick. Everything he's done has gone above and beyond expectations, well above and beyond expectations, a solid, steady veteran presence at guard for the Rams, and that has been a good thing, but he is going to a contract year. The Rams drafted Logan Bruss this year. They've got Tremaine Ankrum backing up David Edwards. We'll see. You know, maybe the Rams will re-sign Edwards, but if he's commanding $10, $11, 12000000 million per year, if there's any team out there willing to do it, and there might be, especially if he has another year and the Rams, you know, win another Super Bowl or, or go deep in the playoffs, you're looking at a guy – Solid, steady, veteran starter, doesn't make a ton of penalties, doesn't seem to make a lot of mistakes, can slot right in there. He's going to help Joseph Nopum in his first year as a full-time starting left tackle. There's a lot of stuff going on for David Edwards that could make him valuable to another team out there that has cashish to spend. You know, look at all the money that the Jacksonville Jaguars were able to spend, overpay for players this offseason. It's going to happen again next year so. I think that if I'm David Edwards and his agent, there's no way I'm signing a contract extension with the Rams that is anything less than $10 million per year just because I can test free agency and let the bidding begin, and I'm not going to be lowballed. So if I'm David Edwards, there's no way that I'm signing a contract extension um, with the Rams unless they blow me away. So that's going to be a situation where I think David Edwards could be going into his final season with the Rams, but he does play you know, left guard. Uh, he's not this extremely dominant left. You know, he's not, uh, Zach Martin plays right guard, but you know, he's just not one of these extremely dominant guards, whatever that's supposed to mean, but he's a good player. And, uh, he's got a lot more proven at this point than a lot of the guys ranked lower than him on this list for me. And that's why he checked in at number 14. Uh, but again, in the poll, Brian Allen, 46%, David Edwards, 33%, Jordan Fuller, 21%. So fans want Brian Allen at maybe number 14 on this list, uh, followed by, let's call it, David Edwards, Ernest Jones, Jordan Fuller, Van Jefferson, Troy Hill, Matt Gay before Troy Hill. Uh, and that's about where I think the Rams fans would be at at this point with it. But We'll see. And that's it for, you know, 14 through 20 and a few of the guys that didn't make it on my top 20 most important Rams of the 2022 season. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to Turf Show Times, the podcast. We're going to be back all season long, week after week after week, talking about the Rams and running it back for another Super Bowl championship. So make sure to subscribe and follow us on Twitter again at Turf Show Times, as well as continuously going to turfshowtimes.com.